breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news this morning, there is a new plan to curb homelessness on Austin 6th Street. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. At 8.30 this morning, the Downtown Austin Alliance plans to announce details of its new program. Ahead of that, we're getting a preview of what's expected. It will launch a pilot program on February 1st. The plan is to have employees with Urban Alchemy, that's a homeless advocacy group, canvas the 6th Street area during daytime hours and they're going to start asking people who they see there on the streets if they are homeless and what kind of resources they need to get them through. I, I don't often conflate safety with homelessness, but it's the perception factor that really matters there. When people see a lot of people living unsheltered and what appears to be an unsafe or unhealthy environment, their perception is what really matters. I think this will help to improve the perceptions of downtown as a truly safe place, but also as a place where there is a compassionate, caring approach to better address the needs of people who are experiencing unsheltered homelessness downtown. And we're going to be at that announcement this morning to bring you details on KXAN News at noon. And then later on this evening, we'll have a full report to explain how downtown stakeholders feel about that pilot program. Now today, the Department of Justice is releasing the review of law enforcement and its response to the Uvalde school shooting. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland is in Uvalde visiting the murals of the victims. And he met last night with family members of the 21 victims killed at Robb Elementary School. And the man behind that idea to honor each victim walk Garland through each individual painting. Daniel Marine shares the impact that the victims' short lives have made on that community. I'm grateful for you doing this. Oh. Really grateful, not just for the, everything you did, but for taking us with you. A humbling experience for America's top law enforcement official, Attorney General Merrick Garland, taking the time to reflect in Uvalde ahead of the Department of Justice releasing a report Thursday on what went wrong in the response to the massacre at Robb Elementary. Part of the reason we did this report is to make sure people all over the country know what the right thing to do is and the right way to do it. So right. It's kind of event won't happen to other people in other places. The DOJ said the investigation would, quote, provide an independent account of law enforcement actions and response that day, and also identify lessons learned and best practices to help first responders prepare for active shooter events. 21 lives, 19 of them children lost in Uvalde. Murals to each of those victims now line the city's downtown. Contrast between feeling of joy here and what happened to her is just... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just uh, surreal, very surreal. Um, and, and it's just hard to look at, actually, to yeah. see somebody that joyous. Right. Realize what happened to her. And full of life. The walk among the Healing Uvalde mural project lasted more than an hour. The AG taking in the stories of each victim and each mural. And, Honestly, and that's why these murals are so important, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, they and they all, they really bring the kids to life, and it's just so important for everyone to remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope they last for a very long time, but I think mm -hmm. it's... That's they, what I'm hoping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so They humanize the kids. They keep us... It's a reminder. These mm -hmm. were children who had yeah. passions, and the teachers, too, and... Um, and that they're were real people and not just names. After the tour, Garland expressed the importance of seeing those murals in person. 
Art Professor Abel Ortiz, the man alongside the Attorney General, said every mass shooting since you Valley brings back painful memories. Yeah, it's unclear what this latest review, though, on police response will unveil today. But we know the community has been waiting for answers and been waiting for accountability since that shooting back in May of 2022. A group of state lawmakers releasing their own report and finding that nearly 400 officers waited for more than an hour before taking action. Uvalde County District Attorney Christina Mitchell is still conducting a criminal investigation into the police response time. Now, in a statement to the Associated Press, Mitchell said she had not been given a copy of the Justice Department's report, but had been informed it does not address any kind of potential criminal charges. Attorney General Garland will unveil the report this afternoon in Uvalde. KXAN is going to bring it to you live when it happens on KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Live like outside from our Ewell Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown. We start our day much milder, relatively speaking, than what we've had recently. The clear skies up on top. Look at these numbers. 30s and low 40s for most of us. 40 in Austin at the moment. Down to 35 in Fredericksburg. 44 in Giddings. But you compare these numbers to where we were yesterday at this time and look at the difference. Most of us 20 to 30 degrees warmer. I think in general, you're going to notice it. It's not nearly as biting, not nearly as brutal this morning with the cold. I would encourage you to keep that jacket around just for the next few hours, but there's a real good chance you don't need it later today. Bus stop forecast shows this temperature is likely going to stay in the lower 40s through drop-off parents. And then later today, forecast high, 69 degrees, well into the 60s across most of central Texas. And we deserve a day like today, considering where we've been recently. An Arctic cold front moves in tonight though, so this relief is short-lived. We're going to talk about how low those temperatures go as we are in for a few overnight freezes and an update on the heavy rain potential next week. More on that in your first winning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. Students in San Antonio are getting an extended break from school. They don't have heat there. San Antonio ISD leaders confirming they've had a significant system-wide failure of heating systems across that district. Schools are going to be closed today and Friday to make those repairs. Superintendent says they're going to work with an external investigative team to determine what has happened here. Why one airline says it wants to take safety inspections a step further as the initial round of Boeing 737 MAX 9 plane inspections are now complete. And why Round Rock police say they had no choice after two kids were playing outside and ended up staring down the barrel of an officer's gun. Good morning, everyone. On this Thursday, January the 18th, as we take a live look outside for you, City of Georgetown. Good morning, and good morning to the rest of you watching and listening to us on the KXAN Today podcast. Austin firefighters are still investigating the cause of a house fire this morning. It started in a garage of a home last night, and it's on Ferguson Lane where it happened. You see the photos here, how widespread the damage was. This was near Cameron Road, north of 183. It eventually spread to that home, and Austin Fire shared this with us, showing what crews saw when they arrived. You can see the flames just consuming that home there. Austin Energy had to be called in because of live power lines on the ground. And we're waiting to hear more specifics about that fire, including whether anyone was inside at the time. 
Alaska Airlines says it is sending its own investigators, inspectors to the production lines at Boeing plants. The CEO says the Alaska team will look over the quality of the work. The move comes almost two weeks after that plug on a 737 MAX 9 detached during an Alaska Airlines flight. Boeing says the first MAX 9 inspections by the FAA are now complete. The agency says it's now looking over that data before inspecting the rest of the grounded MAX 9 fleet. The project expected to expand a busy Central Texas highway. Why some local businesses will be forced to move. A real-life treasure hunt here in Texas, but why the person who finds that treasure may not get be able to keep it. Longhorns back home against Central Florida started well enough, but it did not finish well for Texas. I've got that plus the reaction coming up. Hey, good morning. This is a live look up from North Austin. Our Indeed Domain Tower camera looking over some of those streets there. All quiet here in Central Texas at the moment. Of course, a lot of people still inside hunkering down with this cold weather. And that has a lot of people starting up their fireplaces. But failing to properly take care of yours can put you at risk for carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, big danger. KXN's Brianna Hollis has a story of one woman who thought she knew all of the right things to do until her alarm went off earlier this week. During this week's bitter cold, started a fire in my fireplace. Jan Little warmed up by the fire. When I was going to go to sleep, I decided, okay, it's time to, uh, you know, put out the coals and, and poke them around and, and uh, close the windows, close the flue. That's when she got a scare she wasn't expecting. And about an hour or two later, my carbon monoxide uh, alert went off and I thought, oh, that can't be because I don't have any gas. This happened, she says, because she closed the fireplace's flue, something she says she never knew could cause a problem. I had never, ever heard that. And always make sure the flue is open. The carbon monoxide needs a place to go. And if you close the flue, you can bring dangerous gases into your home. Little is now being extra cautious with her fireplace. She says she knew about carbon monoxide risks with generators and running cars and closed garages, but this stumped her. She wanted to share her story in the hopes of educating someone else. It's called the invisible killer, so it's really important to have these early detections to let you know that something could be happening. I was glad that I had a carbon monoxide detector, that's for sure. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. And not everybody has one of those, so it's a good idea and good reminder to get one. Austin City Limits Radio says there will be no blues on the green this year. Organizers say the cancellation is because of rising costs. They say with no admission fees or bar revenue, it's hard to produce an event this size while keeping it free. They do hope to bring it back, though. Social media posts ended with, quote, we believe this is, hold on, not goodbye. What a loss. This is really surprising to a lot of people. I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. That's yeah. one of those ones that is either, like, insanely hot <laughs> or it's, like, the perfect temperature. Yeah. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. Oh, what a loss. Okay, let me show you what's going on with your forecast because we've got some good-looking temperatures today, friends. Let's start with clouds and radar indicating nothing moving our direction just yet. A little bit of cloud cover out there, but... In general, we've got a ton of sunshine to look forward to. Highlighting the fact that our temperature is not nearly as cold as where we've been. Still warranting a light jacket with the 30s and 40s, but 
This afternoon looks incredible. Sunshine, light winds out of the south southwest. Temperatures close to 70 degrees here in Austin. We've earned this. Everybody will be well into the 60s. Problem is it's a one day deal because we've got a dry Arctic cold front coming in tonight. That sets our temperatures back to the 40s. Friday, Saturday and Sunday our overnight lows getting right back down to the 20s and 30s. Not expecting uh, this cold front to be anywhere near as intense as what we had earlier this week, but it's still going to have a punch to it. Temperatures much colder tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow morning, probably going to be fighting another wind chill in the teens and 20s. So don't put away that heavy coat just yet. And while you're at it, make sure you know where your umbrella is. No rain today, no rain tomorrow. Not likely to see it Saturday. But starting Sunday, that will be day one of at least three, if not four days of heavy rainfall potential. Looking at our seven-day rainfall forecast here, this all starts Sunday continues through Wednesday and we're talking about the potential for anywhere from three quarters of an inch to two inches west of 35. Eastern County is favored for heavy rain once we get into Monday, Tuesday and maybe even a little bit on Wednesday. That being said, that does come with the flood risk here in Central Texas, mainly in our southern counties, but it does include Austin Metro Sunday and that does expand to a slight risk of two out of four threat for flash flooding on Monday in our eastern counties and I-35 corridor. We've got a big storm system coming through. Really, it's a couple different storms that are going to be passing over the area, giving us these rain chances. 69 and dry today, down close to freezing tonight. You'll feel the effects of the cold front Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the numbers with the 40s there, but a 60% chance of showers mainly late in the day on Sunday. And then we'll go with a near guarantee of rain on Monday, 90% for widespread and potentially soaking rainfall Monday into Tuesday. Temperatures in the 60s, uh, lucky for us going to keep that rain overnight lows in the 40s and 50s. The Texas Department of Transportation wants to widen 13 miles of U.S. Highway 290 right between southwest Austin and Dripping Springs. If this project gets the green light, there is a chance 82 businesses and 13 homes plus a church will need to move. KXAM Sam Stark talked to business owners along that highway about the impact this could have. Elwin Hutter opened his Dripping Springs gym along U.S. Highway 290 around a year and a half ago. Link Fitness offers a mixture of strength training and high-intensity functional fitness training, but also community. They come here for the accountability, for the friendships they develop, for the community, uh, and that's a, a big focus of mine as well, to make this the best hour of their day. Hunter got priced out of his last location in Oak Hill. He's worried he could be displaced again. It was not the plan to be potentially, you know, impacted by this in the way that we might be. Uh, the hope, the dream, the desire is always to grow business and become known for certain things. A few miles east is Salon Mystique. Though perhaps not at risk of being displaced, Misty Uzanis worries about traffic. Anytime you have a service industry, um, especially out this direction, which is in between two larger areas, um, it's, we count a lot on people coming in to, to us to be serviced. So when it's more complicated to get to, people just aren't going to come. They'll find an alternative. In a virtual meeting Tuesday, TxDOT said the project is necessary to support the growth to the region and make the road safer. If we do nothing, conditions are expected to worsen. There are parts of 290 that are dangerous and overly congested. I'm just really hopeful that you know small businesses like mine and, and every business that I'm looking at now is a small family-owned business that uh, they're respected and considered and not displaced. In Dripping Springs, Sam Stark, KXAN News.
TechSot had to cancel an in-person meeting on the project this week because of the weather we've been having. It is rescheduled for Tuesday, January 30th at the Dripping Springs Ranch Event Center. Going in depth here last month, TechSot met with commercial tenants, property owners, and those who own land along I-35 here in Austin. The overhaul and expansion plan for the interstate would displace or impact those business owners. Last year, TechSot said the expansion would result in 111 displacements. The I-35 Capital Express Central project runs through downtown Austin from U.S. Highway 290 East to State Highway 71 and Ben White Boulevard. Okay, on average, average, Americans spend more than two hours a day scrolling through social media. I'm surprised it's not more than that. Yeah, do you think that you're above or below that? I think I am... Uh, <laughs> I am guilty of that, but, you know, the content can no. range from kittens and our friends' vacations to work. That's kind of where I fall in line. Uh, it could also relate to violence and conspiracy with just a few clicks they get you. Yeah, part of this is the algorithm. So how does it figure out what you want to look at? Common knowledge and algorithm is behind much of what we see. It's less clear who controls those, though, and how powerful they can be. Stanford Social Media Lab's Jeff Hogan compares what social media users are up against. One of the difficult things around media when it comes to algorithms is, yes, we can pay attention. It's like changing the channel. But with social media, it's like we're having to hold on to that remote all the time. And, and that's really hard work. So I think it's important to recognize that, yes, we have some agency, but also these systems are constantly making decisions. Hey, sometimes it's hard to put the remote down. This <laughs> morning on today, the calls for rules and regulations, as well as the smartest ways to take action when an algorithm starts to lead you in the wrong direction. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Longhorn men back home and trying to... Avoid a 1-3 Big 12 start and taking on a Central Florida team. Also 1-2, but a win over Kansas on the resume. I.T. Horton played at Central Florida, and, well, he had a big ball game. Longhorns had a great start. Max Acemus, the three, it's 20-6. Horton scored 20 in front of former Longhorns, Sir Jabari Rice and Timmy Allen. There's the big three to close out the half with a 12-point Texas lead. They put it 44 in the first half. Kansas only scored 50 in the game last week against Central Florida. Then Tyrese Hunter gets it back to a nine-point lead, and then things start to go south for the Longhorns, that UCF defense. Shamari Allen, the steal, the slam, five-point game frustration setting in. And then score tied at 65, and Jalen Sellers, two of his 24, so UCF on top. But Texas with an answer. Acemus, three of his 15, up by one. Longhorn had, Longhorns had possessions up one. Couldn't do anything with it. And then, well, UCF grabs the lead again. And that was Allen. And then things really go bad on the offensive end. Dylan DeSue stripped. The miss by Horton right there, trying to tie it with 140. In transition, Mitchell... Probably going to get it to a one-point game, but he had it stripped, and then they review it out of bounds off of Texas. And then the Darius Johnson dagger with just over 50 seconds to go. Longhorns, tough one to swallow on their home floor as they do fall to one and three in conference play. Being at home is not enough. You still have to outcompete the other opponent. You have to, uh, you know, you got to go take that win. You got to finish the game. 
And uh, again, I'll put a lot of onus on myself to get our guys to to fully understand that and embrace that, and and uh, you know want to be competitive to the point to where you know when you lose, we got some tears in that room over there. We're very frustrated with the way that game ended. Um, we feel like uh, we lost that game um, just by not paying attention to the details and and being able to close out that team. Yeah, so Longhorns have to regroup. Tough one on Saturday morning back at Moody. Number nine, Baylor, comes in. By the way, Texas Tech loses at Houston, so no undefeated teams left in the Big 12. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. Also today, the Texas Rangers are heading to Austin. Not like this, though. Governor Greg Abbott hosting the 2023 World Series champions at the state capitol. Abbott is going to present the team with a proclamation for their first World Series title after they beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. And for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, good morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Here's what we're tracking at five. A KXAN exclusive, a petition just shy of the signatures needed to move forward. What Round Rock is saying about the request to add more electric billboards.